Welcome to Inner Skin Podcast. My name is Sophie Carbonari, and I'm happy to introduce Megan O'Neill, the Goop Senior Beauty Editor and co-host of Beauty Closet Podcast. Thanks, Megan, to be my guest for Inner Skin Podcast. How are you? Oh, well, thank you for having me. I was so excited when you emailed. Um, I'm, I'm really good, actually. I'm, I'm hanging in there. Yeah. Um, things are feeling like more energetic in New York City. The yeah. vaccine is rolling out and it's getting warmer. Yeah. And it feels really hopeful and encouraging. So I'm like, I'm, I'm really good. And I'm pregnant and I feel good. So there's that. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Amazing. So uh, I will start with the first question, which is, when was the first time you became aware of how older may seem you? Ooh, okay. Um, well, I went to an all-girls school mm-hmm. and um, we had this program called, it was like a big sister program. So like the older girls would sort of like mentor a kindergartner or a first grader. Yeah. Yeah. It was cute. But I remember like, I've always been so tall, like so, so, so much taller than everyone else. And especially in an all girls school, like I was the tallest girl. There were no boys there. Um, And I just remember like all the older girls wanted like, like the the girls who were small, like the cute, like little small. Cute, yeah, yeah, I see. You know? And like I wasn't cute. I was like, you know, in this sea of like five year olds, I looked like eight. Yeah, I see. <laughs> like I was humongous, you know. <laughs> so I I just I remember that being a thing. I remember being like, oh, I'm not like cute, you know. Like when you were small and yeah, when I was small. Yeah, this is like when I'm like five or so. Yeah. And then I was always like the man in the school plays. <laughs> yeah, know, I was so tall. I'd be like in the background. I'd be like a townsperson, um, you know. You know. So there was that, and mm-hmm. and that wasn't. I don't. I don't think that like. I don't know what number that did on my confidence. That's sort of yes. just like growing up. But I did. That did um, impact inform, yourself. Yeah. You know, it, it told me how I was, how a tall woman or a tall girl is seen. You know, yeah. like I wasn't cute. Yeah, so it's, and actually, it's like, I, I can tell that there is a, yeah, this kind of uh, cuteness putting in people who are small that I don't, I don't see, <laughs> I don't really figure it out why. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because, maybe because it looks like you're, you're like uh, innocent, you know, like a small little person that you need help or, you know. Definitely. But uh, yeah, so I completely get that. And um, so it's, it's strange how th- these things, a lot of things change, but this is not really changing. I, I'm, I have the sensation. It's really weird on like uh, <laughs> human, you know. It is, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it changes a little when you, you know, like being tall now, I, I love. But, yeah. it, but as a, um, there's a shift, right? Like when you're, when you're you, an adult, it's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you become uh, like adolescents and stuff, it's cool because you're you're like a model, isn't it? All the, well, like, but I feel like it's like later than adolescence because then yeah. you're taller than the boys and you still feel sort of like not mm-hmm. cute because you're so yeah. tall. Yeah, I see. I see what you mean. I see exactly what you mean. <laughs> Are you tall? I, don't I, I was the tallest until... Until I I have 15 after I stopped I stopped to grow, but wow. I was like really tall. I was really tall and thin uh, when I first enter in uh, like the equivalent of high school in uh, 
in uh, in France. Okay. And I remember having like and pe- like met the, the the boy was arriving me here and totally. say oh like uh, Sophie she's not like she's not pretty because she's, right. <laughs> it's too bad yeah she, yes you're, she's too tall and I didn't have the standards of the the like the right standard of beauty at the time. Right. Also. <laughs> right. So then I didn't, I wasn't <laughs> really trained. Like it's, I wasn't on the train. I was. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you. Yeah. Same so, here. Yeah. And, and I remember, yeah, to, to do, to do like a horse course, uh, like, uh, and, um, I was too tall to, to have like, you know, today having pony. So they put me straight in a big horse and it was awful. <laughs> Yeah, I have I had the same experience. Yeah, because they feel like older, but you're just it feels sort of out of control. Yeah, no, <laughs> I know, I know the feeling. Um, so, other question: How has your self image ch- changing during uh, during the transition from your adolescence to your adulthoods? Um, well, I think first of all, I do not want to go back in time, like. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be younger, you know, like I, I, I feel so much more confident in who I am now and I'm, and I'm really actually excited to age and get older. So I think it's, it's really evolved, um, in that way because, okay, for instance, like when I was an adolescent, Mm -hmm. um, I was really self-conscious about how big my lips were. Mm -hmm. And that is because, you know, I, I went to this private all girls school I was often the the only black person, black girl mm-hmm. in the room, and yeah. just no one else looked like me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't equate it back then to to me being black and all my best friends being white and looking a certain way, but I was like, oh, my lips are so big. Like, I wish that my lips were thinner, which is really yeah. sad looking back. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but back then, it, I didn't, you know, unpack it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was actually like a, my, my lips were a, a big insecurity for me for a long time. Yeah, I see. It's really interesting. Will you say like, because of like the image that you have and the importance, uh, it, so uh, sorry for the question if it's too, um, intimate, but oh, no. it was like, because it exposes you more because now like, like the train is to have big lips and stuff. And right it's really relative to all those sexuality, I think. Um, so do, would you think that you didn't want to have these lips because of that? Or no, it's not the point, or, you know, it's not really this, it's just because you want to look exactly like your girlfriends. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, it's not that, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't even have been like, I wanted to be white. It yeah. was more, you know, it wasn't, yeah. um, it was more just like I, I didn't see people who, in my everyday life, who mm-hmm. looked like me, and yeah. I didn't realize how powerful that is, you know, until until recently, to be honest. Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. it just, it, it switches something on in your head subconsciously when there are people around you who look like you. Like, it gives yeah. you different standards of beauty to look to versus, like, mm-hmm. one, you know? Yeah, yeah, I completely get it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's yeah it's really like I have kind of same story because I grew up in south of France without without like uh, without I mean my my family are my 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 parents are Caucasian and I grew up uh, surrounded by white people mm-hmm. and I kind of have the same journey so it's really interesting 
It is interesting, especially looking back now, because I, I had like, I had a lovely childhood. I, those people are still my best friends, but yeah. looking back, I'm like, huh, there's a lot yeah. there. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's weird. And, and the, the thing, a more um, interesting, it's like, I think that kind of uh, situations cannot happen anymore because now you have diversity everywhere. So even for like people on a young age, they can, they are more exposed to like diversity and everything. So I think those, like we are the last people who leave those kind of situations. I that's think. a good point. I hope, yeah, I hope that's true. Yeah. yeah. So, um, can you describe a moment that you put your self-image into question or drastically changed it? Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, may, maybe this isn't like so beauty related, but mm -hmm. it's all related, I guess. But so this past summer, um, you know, sort of uh, in the height here, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement sort of reached yeah. this like zenith. Um, and I started posting more on Instagram about racial inequality. Yeah. And someone DM'd me, a black woman DM'd me, and she was she was outraged and offended by some of my posts. Like she was like, she she what did she say? She was like, you keep posting that you're shocked that black people are being treated like this, but we've always been treated like this and I don't know what kind of bubble you're living in. And, yeah. and I think it was, it was very much a issue of semantics. Like she didn't yeah. understand maybe what I was saying. Completely. You know, I would say I'm shocked that this has happened. And, yes. and I, and I hope post now that you means that you never thought about like black community right. before. It's just strange to, yeah. Right. And I was like, she, that's how she interpreted my post. Like, yeah. you know, it, it kind of, it shocked me. Yeah. But, but she, but it, but then I tried to, I was actually really upset by it. Mm -hmm. and then, and, and I was like trying to do some thinking. I was like, why is this upsetting me? This is just some internet troll and I shouldn't pay attention. Mm -hmm. But I guess it was upsetting. What I came to was that like, we all have a certain, um, we all have a certain kind of privilege that maybe we don't necessarily think about, you know, yeah. like, like I do have the privilege of living in the bubble of Brooklyn, you yeah. know, like I, she lived in the South somewhere. Mm -hmm. So I, I have the privilege of being in Brooklyn. And then it made me think about how I have the privilege of being a, a cisgender woman, you know, yeah. and that's, that's, I, I don't deal with something a trans woman would deal with. Yeah. So it just sort of like made me think about my privilege mm -hmm. um, in, you know, in the midst of people who look like me, being killed and being mistreated. Yeah. Um, and it just, yeah, it just added another layer of, mm -hmm. of thinking about, you know, how we're perceived and how we walk around and how people, you know, assumptions people make about us. Yeah. So, but although the thing is, I think I can understand the, the rage of that woman. I can't, I don't understand, but I kind of get it where she didn't understand the fact that okay like uh, like you cannot expect to people to be to you know like uh, just everybody do at what they can do you know at this their certain level but you know you cannot uh, attend to like waiting for people to do like so more like uh, activist or more this or that because at the end of the day we changed all the word 
by being there. That's my philosophy. That's my feelings, you know, working right. hard, being there, speak out when it's the moment to speak out. And um, it's the way to be activist and activist somehow, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just using whatever platform you have. It doesn't even exactly. have to be a platform. It could just be like a conversation with a neighbor or a friend. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm completely. Uh, yeah, I see what she what she think, but I also think another like in another way. And I, yeah, I, I saw what she thought. I was just shocked mm. that that's what she thought I was saying. Yeah, yeah. As a as a black person, I don't know if you can ever really escape. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's true. You know? so it just, I was like, who did she think I am? Yeah, but, no, but. But I'm, I tried to, uh, you know, not be. Uh, you know, sometimes just, I just feel like it's toxic. I don't even want to, you know. Right. Just, I just feel like, ugh, I just get away. <laughs> you know. Yeah, just keep it you have to Protect yourself. And it's not even sometimes necessary to answer to those kind of. That's questions. true. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> How would you describe your relationship with the modern beauty culture? Um, I think I have a, I think I have a pretty healthy relationship with it. Like I, I definitely take it with a grain of salt, you know, yeah. like I see people on Instagram looking great in their bikinis and great skin. And, mm -hmm. and I read magazines and other platforms. And I, you know, I know that like that people are filtered and, photoshopped yeah. you know like I'm not like I don't I don't think I hold myself to an unreal standard of beauty yeah I and see. I also like I I I just my main thing is I don't want to be obsessed with how I look mm -hmm. and, I and you know what I mean like we like uh, we all are in some sense especially with mm -hmm. Instagram culture and selfies and and this this video of zoom I'm looking at myself you know yeah. <laughs> like yeah. like it's easy to feel really like just become a little fixated on yeah. how you look and, and mm -hmm. your flaws. But um, I really, like, I really, really try to just sort of live this healthy-ish, 80% healthy, 20% not healthy lifestyle, you know, the 80-20 mm -hmm. rule. And if as long as I do that, I don't fixate as much on how I look. Because in my head, I'm like, this is the best I can do. <laughs> like, I can't look any better than this without being a freak and being obsessed with myself. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to like, like, I don't have to care as much about how I look. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I think, I think uh, that's really funny because I had a, a journalist who uh, interviewed me about this and I, and the change, like she talked about like the difference, uh, the evolution of the self-image during the, 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 the COVID period due to the Zoom and stuff. And I definitely think about like the fact that we are like always focused about our, uh, our image and stay like, it's not. It's not the way we're supposed to be, and I think it's oh. really kind of violent to be always like from eight to you know. What the oh my god, staring at yourself. Yeah, it's not normal and it's not yeah. healthy necessarily. Yeah, it's not the way it's supposed to be. We are like at the end of the day, normally we don't even look at ourselves except the morning and the evening before right. you go to sleep. You know, but right. otherwise we don't. You don't really interact with yourself. Right. I, I definitely think that that was a really a big period for like a lot of person. And I think although there is a, this link to make it like, oh, like, okay, so this is um, like Instagram word, you know, like filter word, and this is the real word. And we have to accept the fact that, you know, even if we are as old 
all time, like during the right routine, eating well and stuff. So things happen, hormonal changing happens and stuff. So we have to accept the fact that we are not 100% of the time perfect. Yeah. And we have to accept the fact that we don't perceive ourselves in the right, like the way that people perceive, like, perceive yeah. you know, and, yeah. and even More sometimes you, you will feel like, oh, I'm ugly this morning and stuff. There is always someone who says, oh, you look swell. You look better. I know. Yeah. <laughs> True. And yeah, you're always your hardest, your toughest critic. And I feel like I've, I've had acne over the years, like on mm-hmm. and off, and that's helped me sort of, it's helped release things because you yeah. can't, you know, there's, you can't control acne. I guess you no. can improve you can help things with skincare and diet yeah, obviously exactly but, but it's uh, to, for the most part hormonal yeah it's not in your control and you have to like sort of let go yeah know? exactly and not feel bad about yourself Mm-mm-mm. yeah no it's really it's it's a hard, it was a hard time in, in terms of self-image for sure <laughs> was yeah uh, can you describe a day that you have to get ready for a big event that you will do any um kind of ritual to feel beautiful and empowered Ooh, okay that's fun <laughs> um yeah for me it's like it really starts with like movement mm-hmm. like I really just moving makes me feel really beautiful like exercise okay. and like getting my heart rate up and sweating mm-hmm. like I, just, I I love starting a day where I have an event where I have to look good with that with exercise okay. good that's good just like you know and, and being outside if I can like a mm-hmm. like a run or like like a hike is just the best thing ever like I, I just feel like you go for a, a hike and it's sunny and you're breathing fresh air and it just infuses you with like radiance and light and good vibes and yeah, it carries I see. over to the event yeah so you get the energy back kind of you just- yeah yeah yes it's energy it's like mm-hmm. I feel like that is the the prettiest thing you know yeah. Yeah, I know that's cool. That's really like, yeah, that's, it's all about this at the end of the day, you know, I mean, like when you, when you feel like that gave you confidence, I think when you feel energized, you can be whatever you can have, uh, whatever, which dress or blah, 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 but if you have like uh, the energy inside you, you shine and you're you radiant. Do. You, I think you really do radiate something that people <laughs> pick up on and, and want to be around. <laughs> <laughs> Versus <laughs> sitting at this desk all day. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's it's good tips. Uh, so, who are your beauty role model? Ooh, okay, I have a few. Um, mm-hmm. My mom, just because okay. she is, um, you know, I, makeup is amazing too, but I'm more of like a skincare person. Yeah. Um, and she, she's she she uses face oil. She doesn't wear makeup. She. Yeah. She stays out of the sun, so her skin is like great. I, I'm like a sun worshiper, so that's not me. Okay. But I just I love her like very natural, nothing approach to beauty. And she's mm-hmm. also very much about like eating right. So I think okay. that's why she looks so good. Um, I also love I was thinking about Michelle Obama Obama the other day because do you remember like a couple years ago she wore a dress with her arms showing? Yes. And got a lot of criticism for it. Yeah, I remember. Because the world is messed up because, you know, mm-hmm. showing her arms was, yeah. uh, I don't even know what, like, what do you even call that? People thought it was gauche or too yeah. revealing or too casual. I don't know. Yeah. But like her arms are so beautiful and strong and, yeah. and toned. And I was just like, it just looking like seeing someone in that position, showing her arms, you realize that you don't see that a lot. No, no. It's so That's weird. True. It's like mm-hmm. so fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> 
but I just, it just made me think about, um, yeah, how like strong and beautiful she looked because she looked so strong mm -hmm. and, and like she took care of herself, you know? That's so true. Her, um, Norma Kamali, yeah. I'm like obsessed with. I just love her approach to aging and how you don't have to shrink when you grow older. You can be age with power. Exactly. Like I just, I love that. <laughs> oh, and also um, Linda Roden. Okay. Do you know her? No, I don't know her. She's a, she's a stylist. Um, okay. And she, I don't know how old she is at this point. Maybe she's like 70. Okay. But she has gray hair and she just dresses like someone who loves life. Like, you know how a lot of, a lot of people get older and they're like, I have to cut my hair a certain way. Yes. I can't wear this anymore. It's too revealing or too young. Yeah. And there's just nothing of that vibe with her. She just, mm -hmm. she just wears how, you know, what she feels and she looks so <laughs> youthful and gorgeous and, and ageless. I see. Yeah. I think that although it's the secret, you know, to don't, you know, I do. yeah. So just, uh, don't think about like wh what the society waiting for you in terms of looks, but just embrace the looks, the, th the thing who can suit you and that's it. Yeah, what you feel. Like, I, I hope I can wear a string bikini when I'm 80. Me too. I, I, why not? I know, it's just, why not? Yeah. I, hope I, I hope I want to, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true to don't like, not, don't give up, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, how do you feel about plastic surgery and aesthetic adjustment? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I, I'm, okay. I think, first off, I think it's really difficult to be a woman right now because we're, we're discouraged from aging and looking wrinkled, mm -hmm. you know, a natural thing. But mm -hmm. we're also discouraged from looking too frozen and yeah. too done. And it just seems like there's no middle ground sometimes, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So while I don't, I don't think I will, I'm 36. So I, I don't, I don't think I'll be interested in plastic surgery and Botox and filler. I, okay. I don't, maybe I, maybe I will, but right now I kind of think I won't be. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I would never villainize it because if you want to get plastic surgery, because that'll make you feel confident in yourself. Great. You know, mm -hmm. do whatever you want. But, at, but that being said, um, I don't find that done frozen look very appealing at all, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I just, I, I don't think it makes anyone look younger or, or more energetic. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, it, it just looks like something's been done to your face often. Mm. And I'm talking about that extreme, not, yeah, yeah, you know, not little tweaks. Mm -hmm. um, but but ultimately, ultimately, my answer is... Um, do what makes you feel good because mm -hmm. I, women just face so much judgment about plastic surgery and, yeah. and it's more complicated than is it good or is it not, you know? Yeah, I see. I completely see. What role does age play in my self-image? Um, I just, yeah, I really, really am excited to get older, yeah. you know? Like I'm, I'm way more, like whenever I see like an article on an older woman, I'm or and, and her routine or you know just anything just her opinion on something I'm so much more interested than in someone younger than me or my yeah. age like mm -hmm. I just think that we need to and and I think it is shifting yeah. but I think you know we're all going to get older one day and 
instead of like hiding older people away and older mm-hmm. women especially and yeah. making them visible, we should like raise yeah. them up. Like like if for no other reason but for selfish reasons because yeah. we're gonna be old one day and exactly. I want to still be relevant. You know, yeah. that's true. I I definitely think that we have to be like to create more a community with women or even men or people who are older older than us because they they can get give us some key in terms Definitely. of confidence in terms of um of you know even for like in any any stage of our life and i i myself have friends of uh, they like more than they have over like 60 and seven like 70 some of them and i have like i like it because sometimes every problems than I have and especially in terms of me in terms of women's and stuff and I'm like sometimes I feel insecure and so yeah. I, to my friends who have like 60 something and stuff but they always feel like oh like don't be bored <laughs> you know yeah. They, yeah, they put perspective yeah so they just like these they they it's and I think uh the good like and uh, for example instagram and stuff give although the possibility to connect with those people more than before when we just have the press you know the paper press it was more difficult to expose uh women of age and stuff but now yeah. more and more and i and i love following you know, yeah yeah array of women who you know mm-hmm. gray hair is great and people are embracing that more yeah and you see you see such a beautiful person like uh in terms of physically and although inside it's really interesting to just see and say oh i want to be like her i just say and you just there is a lot of women that i like i just feel like oh i like i when i saw them i just feel like oh i pray that i will look like even like in the kind of philosophic way exactly be exactly the same (laughs) and have the vibe of confidence yeah so um so tuk, 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 tuk. Uh, do you have any complex or specific hang up let's see um i mean you know not like i i've actually i've really worked on this over the past mm-hmm. couple years i think but um so we we have a, a podcast um at a beauty podcast on goop called the beauty yes. Club, that i'm the co-host of with yeah director um and we had this amazing guest on her name is katie storino okay and she is a she's a beauty brand founder she has a fashion blog and she's a body positivity activist okay yeah and she's you know she's plus size and she talks about it in such a cool way mm-hmm. um and in a way that that can appeal to a lot of people okay and, and she was she made this amazing point about how um you know everyone women are so so many women are hung up on on their weight yeah and and it's true you know and she was saying how she realized a long time ago after going through a lot of a lot um that if you're five pounds lighter like in that 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 is no way going to make your life better Mm -hmm. or 10 pounds lighter and that they're actually, you know, we all chase this phantom weight in our head. Like, oh, I just, if I were just like this, it would be better. Yeah. It's just that weight doesn't exist. The perfect yeah. weight doesn't exist. And, and she's so right that being a, a little thinner or a little mm-hmm. more toned or whatever it is you're after, like, it's not going to make you happier at the end exactly. of the day. Exactly. It's just not. And, and she, the way she said it, and, and I, I know that on an intellectual level and I'm not, I'm, I'm not like a dieter and I'm fine yeah. with my weight, but I'm just, 
I'm like a lot of women, you know, like I have, I'm like, I would, if I could only just be this, I'd, it, it would be better. Yeah. And she just really made me think about that and how mm -hmm. it's just, it's just this thing that, you know, we get from society mm -hmm. and we, a lot of us have it, you mm -hmm. know, yeah. like I think we just pick it up at like a really young age that mm -hmm. we have to chase this certain ideal, mm -hmm. whatever it is. The, the ideal that, like, who actually doesn't really exist because uh so for example when you realize that in fashion for example they like they choose like they choose to just show women's really thin and really but skinny and stuff but at the end of the day they have 14 so at 14 everybody looks compare yourself to that it's, it's just like and after the thing who brings the i will say the the, 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 the issues it's like when you don't realize that and you just feel like oh well I, I should be like and I, I always think in my mind that it could be really interesting if for example like a brand stop to do size but just doing clothes and you know however you know there is no s or excess or whatever in the you know in the label but we just create another way to to you know yeah Distinguish, yeah, yeah, and I will will be really interested about seeing how like we will react, you know, and if if at the end of the day we will just more embrace the fact that yeah we're getting a little more you know fat somewhere and stuff, but sometimes it's just bring you it's even more being curvy, it's just uh, bring you more sexiness sometimes I feel so, yeah. uh, but it's really difficult to just. Um, stop be, to be happy with what you have yeah and yeah, yeah, yeah and don't see the message of like yeah you have to be yeah you have to be thin you have to be like this and, and stuff and don't see the because at the end of the day exactly to go back to the to the, your last your question your answer sorry of um of how do you get like like empowered and beautiful so i i definitely think that the the way that you, when you get energy, energized by something, um, even if it's uh, interacting with someone who give you that energy, or if it's like going out, running outside and hiking or stuff like that. And I think this is the key of like the, like the beauty, the real beauty that, you know, that's, it's, it's so true. <laughs> I, yeah, I think so too. And of course, like, you know, a, amazing facial from you always help. <laughs> I do Thank love you. a facial. <laughs> So can you describe an embarrassing phase or faux pas that you made to attempt as attempt to define yourself? Oh yes. Okay. So when I was like maybe 12 or something, I really mm -hmm. wanted to get my eyebrows waxed. Okay. okay. All my friends were getting waxed and mm -hmm. I had really like bushy, thick eyebrows mm -hmm. that I like now, but back then mm -hmm. they were like shapeless and just like man brows. Mm -hmm. And my mom was like, no, I'm you know, <laughs> young, like, no, you're not doing that. So I shaved, I, I got a razor and like tried to shave them. And it just, <laughs> it was disgusting. Like I looked terrible for months. But, but I, you know, I just wanted like a little sculpting. Yeah, I know. And how your mom react after that? <laughs> it was like, uh, I, I think after that, she did let me go get them waxed. Because yeah. if I was going to do that, it's like. <laughs> yeah, that's true. that's true. Yeah. So that's really, it's really it's a good message to pass to all of them. 
it's true. Yeah. Like you'll find a way to just let them do it. Exactly. So yeah, even if it's just like getting rid of just two hair, the two small yeah. hair here on the corner, but just don't yeah. them doing by themselves because it's crazy. How was your family affected your self-image? Ooh. Um, well, I think, um, I feel like positively, like I think the way we talked about physical beauty in my house growing up was, yeah. was constructive. Like, like my mom, when I was a little kid would, you know, braid my hair and wash my hair and tell me how like thick and pretty my hair was. Yeah. Um, and, and she would also like, when I got to an age when people would comment on how I looked, like I would, you know, I was really tall and yeah. then I was tall and like pretty like slender at a certain point when I was a kid and people would be like, Oh, she should model. Mm -hmm. And my mom would be like, she's going to be a writer, you know, like, <laughs> like, it, like I, it yeah. just was a good emphasis on like, she acknowledged that looks were important and presentation yeah. was important out in the world, but also that like, eh, you know, like don't peg everything on your looks. Exactly. You know? That's so and, and true. she also is very like honest. Like she she doesn't tell me I look good if I don't. So mm -hmm. there's that yeah. too. Yeah, no, she I think she, it's a good balance, isn't it? No. I I, I thought think, so, yeah. Yeah. It's really good to have someone who just not put you just in your physical appearance, but just say like you you can be so much more than yeah. just a picture, you know. And yeah. somehow it's just it's all the good to have models and stuff, but it's, I think it's empowering to have some your your mom to tell you like oh, you will be you can be your president if you want. <laughs> yeah, it's something I'm gonna keep in mind for my raising my kids. Yeah, so so good. It's so good. So thank you very much, Megan, for this moment. It was great. Thank you, Sophie. <laughs> it was so fun. I love seeing your face. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because last time it it was by it was fun. Yeah. So now and one day we will meet in person. Yeah, definitely. You know what? I just feel like as soon as we can, like I can have my vaccine and travels, my first destination will be US for sure. I'll go come to New York. <laughs> okay, let me know. That'd be so fun. Yeah. That was Megan Honey, the Hero's Kin podcast. Thanks for listening.